Hi, everybody, and welcome to Eagles 360. Dave Spadaro, Chris McPherson. We're here at the Novacare Complex, and while it's a day off for the players, we have a great show for you. In just a little bit, head coach Chip Kelly, starting quarterback Mark Sanchez, joining me in studio. And uh, Chris, let's before we go ahead, let's take a look back at a Monday night football game that was all about the Indianapolis Colts and further illustrates how the NFC East is a two-team race. Yes, it is. Between the Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys, the Giants coming off their bye week. You would have thought they were showing some signs of life. That was not the case as they lost 40-24. to The offense struggled throughout the course of the game, once again without running back Rashad Jennings. And the defense, already losing John Beeson for the season, loses Prince Amukamara to a biceps injury, struggled throughout the course of the game. Andrew Luck threw four touchdowns, and the Giants, Ever since that loss back on Black Sunday, have not been the same team day. Yeah, so the Giants really struggling, the Redskins as well. And meanwhile, at the top of the NFC East, the Philadelphia Eagles sitting there at the midway point of the 2014 season with a Monday night game against the Carolina Panthers upcoming and the Cowboys in London as we speak, preparing for the Jacksonville Jaguars. You mentioned Black Sunday. Well, Black Sunday was a pretty popular game for Eagles fans this year. And we figured we'd have a little fun today. It's Election Tuesday. We hope you get out and vote. And we asked you today to vote on the following categories. Favorite win, most improved player, best off-season acquisition, biggest play of the season, mid-season MVP. We got a lot of responses, Chris, and uh, we have a lot to get to showing the fan results as well as our votes in those categories. Do you think we agree on all five of them? Well, I don't know what you voted for, but we're going to find out. We will see. So It's now, our midterm election, if you will. It is our midterm election. Now, we're not going to have any politicians or governors or mayors come up on the show, but I'm going to exit, and you're going to bring on the head coach? I think this is an upgrade. The head coach, Chip Kelly, joins me in studio. Got a lot to talk to him about, Eagle 6-2. and two. But you know how Chip is. He's focused on the day. So we'll get his thoughts on this Tuesday when we return to Eagles 360. SEPTA is the way to get to games. I love taking the subway down there because I feel like I'm, you know, with all fans. Everybody's got their gear on. People are chanting and cheering on the train before you even get to the station. There's a sense of camaraderie because Philly loves their sports teams. It's really fun. It's Philadelphia. Hi, my name is Jim Taylor. I've been with Acme for 34 years. Our Lancaster brand beef is the best around. We cut our meat fresh every day. We actually have customers come from other stores just for our meat. Freshness is our number one priority. No one beats our fresh fish. We have the freshest apple, the crispiest lettuce. Fresh produce is what we do. We do the best cake decorating in the area, hands down. 123 years strong. Come on in, you'll see the changes, you'll feel it, you'll love it. Section 512, row 6, seats 7 through 10. Those are our seats. At this one time, we can't be there. Please treat them right. To get there early, stay late, and yell a whole lot. Dress warm, gloves, hats, warm boots. Eric sits in the middle. Uncle Paul sits on the aisle. And if you want to sit in my seat, make sure you get your ticket from the only place a fan can trust. Buy and sell 100% verified, authentic tickets with other true fans. Only on NFL Ticket Exchange. Tickets from one fan to another. When I was a little kid, I thought riding SEPTA was just the coolest thing. I thought, I'm on this big piece of metal, blazing down these tracks, there's people ringing bells above me, there's honking going on, there's trees flying by. It's fantastic. 
time now for our exclusive one-on-one -on -one interview with head coach Chip Kelly here in studio. I'm Dave Spadaro, and thanks for joining us. Coach, uh, good job with the run game, a lot of production lately. Um, uh, can you talk about the progress you've made in that department? I don't think there's progress made. We led the National Football League in rushing, so I don't know why people keep asking about our run game. We got the best running back in the league, and we run it all the time. So I think what we did on Sunday was typical of what we normally do. But the numbers early in the season weren't quite to the level of of where they've been the last few games here. It's been huge I mean, there's numbers. been games like that. I don't think they're huge numbers. I mean, we, we meant for what we consider is normal for us around there. So I think we're, we're doing a better job, um, but it's kind of what we expect around here. Deep group of running backs, Chip. Um, how do you go about, you know, finding a rhythm for them, keeping them fresh? Is there, is there uh, do you go with a hot hand? Is it, can, can I just talk about how you want to keep those guys going? Deuce handles all of that, so I just call the plays, and it's over in a game. We doesn't matter to me who's in. We call plays. Every running back can run every play, so Deuce just rotates those guys on how he feels he needs to put them in a game. You mentioned uh, the other day that you had seen Mark Sanchez since his high school days. What traits has he carried through from he, those days? He's very athletic. You know, you can watch. He, he's got a, a, a real athleticism in terms of how he drops and how he gets rid of the ball. He's got a very quick release. I think he's an accurate passer. Um, you know, now getting to know him since he's been here, since last April, he's he's very sharp from a football standpoint. He's got a great um, background. Obviously, he came from a really good college program in USC that taught him. I learned a lot of really good things when he was with the Jets. So when he came in here, um, he can really speak the language. He can talk. He's he's been exposed to a lot of different things, and he's got a wealth of experience because he's played so much in this league. You know, there's not many guys that have played as much football as him that ever became available. You know, he's been to two AFC championship games, so he's a playoff testing quarterback. He's got over 60 wins in in. Uh, in the National Football League, so um, you know he's everything we thought we were going to get when we got him here. I, I've always said you needed two quarterbacks, um, and the fact that he had to go in the game for us, I've always felt like if he went in the game, would just be like another starter going in the game, and that's what he showed when he got in there against Houston. Not every team has been successful in in building depth at the quarterback position. You've done that here. Uh, can you talk about that? The process of identifying. Well, and I just I think when I first got here, we were fortunate as we had two starting quarterbacks in Nick and Mike, and then. When Mike chose to go elsewhere, we, we, we were it was a real position for us that we wanted to go get somebody, and the fact that Mark was available and fit what we were looking for um, just worked out for us. On the defensive side, uh, replacing D'Amico Ryans, talk about the strengths that you see from the group that's out there and just overcoming his absence. Real good, solid football players. Um, they, they, both Acho and Casey are, are smart. Uh, they're intuitive football players. They, they've got a really good feel for what we're doing defensively. They've both been in the system for two years now, so they got a real good understanding of what Billy and Coach Minner are trying to get accomplished there. Um, and they all kind of work off each other. And I think, obviously, Michael Kendricks, who's been in there the whole time, played a really good game for us on, uh, on Sunday against Houston in his first extended time from being back. Um, you know, has, has grown as, as, uh, as since we've been with him, you know, because he's in his second year in the system. So, obviously, you're going to miss D'Amico's leadership. You're going to miss D'Amico's... Uh, calmness out there kind of everybody kind of looks to him to make the calls but I, I think those other guys are, are ready to step up and do their job. What are you seeing in the run defense it's been outstanding all season? Same thing we've said since day one I think our, our, our starts with our defensive line they've done a great job um, in, in base defense all three of those guys actually all six of those guys who end up rotating in there um, our outside linebacker play has been outstanding in terms of setting the edges and keeping the ball um, it, inside and in front of us and what we want to do and I think we're getting real good safety play out of Malcolm Jenkins from play that we didn't get it a year ago, so you know Malcolm and Nate are doing a really good job. Um, so we got everybody playing really good team run defense. Carolina Panthers in town on Monday night. What are you seeing from that football team? Good football team, very good defensively. Probably has the best linebacker in the league in Luke Keekley. 
Um, he's he's averaging over 10 plus tackles a game since he's been in here. He was he was the leading tackler in college football for three straight years. He's a leading tackler in the NFL. Um, he, he's just one of those guys that's always around the ball. Very instinctive player. Um, set a record last year with the most tackles. I think he had last year he had 24 tackles in one game. Um, the other linebacker, Thomas Davis, is an outstanding um, player himself. They got a real good, solid front four, four in front of them that protect them very well. The offensive side of the ball, it obviously revolves around Cam Newton, who's one of the most dynamic two-way players um, at the quarterback position in this league. He can beat you running. He can beat you throwing. He's a very productive thrower. Um, he's got two really good running backs in D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart. So uh, it should be a heck of a game. We're excited about going out on Monday night in front of our fans. Uh, latest addition to the roster, Chris Prasinski. Can you mm -hmm. talk about what uh, what you like about him? What he adds here? Outstanding special teams player. You know, real four core team special teams player. Um, we'll add depth for us at the safety position behind Nate and Malcolm, um, but we'll really be able to plug in right away as a special teams player. And he's a bigger body. Um, he's a six foot two, 210 pound safety. So he's he's bigger than the safeties that we have right now. So he'll be able to help a little bit. Uh, maybe take a load off some of the linebackers in terms of some of the special teams if Casey and Nacho are playing a little bit more there. He can play some of the bigger special teams positions. He's not a smaller guy, so um, real excited to get him in here. Was uh, was a productive player, started for the Jaguars, just got uh, got caught up with an injury, um, so he was he was available for us. We worked him out last week, and when we had a roster spot open with D'Amico, obviously we, we, we thought he was the best position to bring in, especially from a special team standpoint. All right, it's Monday Night Football, Eagles and the Panthers. Coach Chip Kelly, we thank you for joining us in studio here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Life is more than a heartbeat. It's more than what you see on a CAT scan or echocardiogram. And although we see some of the most rare and complicated heart conditions and continue to advance the frontiers of heart care every day, we never forget what we're really looking at. Thomas Jefferson University Hospitals. a free Dunkin' Donuts medium hot or iced coffee the day after an Eagles win with the Dunkin' Mobile app. Eagles win, you win. America runs on Dunkin'. Dunkin' Donuts is helping more area youth get in the game through the Touchdowns for Kids program. For every Philadelphia Eagles touchdown, Dunkin' Donuts will donate $250 to Good Sports, bringing new equipment and resources to youth sports organizations in need throughout the greater Philadelphia region. Section 512, row 6, seats 7 through 10. Those are our seats. At this one time, we can't be there. Please treat them right. To get there early, stay late, and yell a whole lot. Dress warm, gloves, hats, warm boots. Eric sits in the middle. Uncle Paul sits on the aisle. And if you want to sit in my seat, make sure you get your ticket from the only place a fan can trust. Buy and sell 100% verified, authentic tickets with other true fans. Only on NFL Ticket Exchange. Tickets from one fan to another. Dunkin' Donuts is helping more area youth get in the game through the Touchdowns for Kids program. For every Philadelphia Eagles touchdown, Dunkin' Donuts will donate $250 to Good Sports, bringing new equipment and resources to youth sports organizations in need throughout the greater Philadelphia region. Welcome back. Dave Spadaro, Chris McPherson here, Eagles 360. 
Uh, Chris, it's the time of the year when fantasy football owners are trying to win down the stretch to get into the postseason. Yes, they are. And one quarterback who could affect the race late in the year, Mark Sanchez, threw for over 200 yards and two touchdowns. Should you add him to your fantasy roster? Bo Wolf and Joe Dolan from FantasyGuru.com discuss in our weekly Fantasy Spin segment. Well, we welcome you inside the Fantasy Spin once again here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. I'm Bo Wolf. That's Joe Dolan. And Joe, let's talk about a man even more handsome than the two of us, wow. Mark Sanchez, the guy who That's is true. going to be playing quarterback for the Eagles for the foreseeable future, at least. In terms of fantasy value, where do you put Sanchez? Is he an every week starter? If you have a list of rankings at home and you've got your roster and you've got your fantasy leaderboard, here's essentially what I would plan to do. Cross out Nick Foles' name and put Mark Sanchez's name on the list because that's exactly where I'm putting uh, Mark Sanchez on my personal depth chart. I think he's a mid to low end quarterback one. And the benefit for Mark Sanchez is the offensive line is getting healthier. Jason Kelsey came back this week against the Houston Texans, and, you know, he played really well. I, he, he'll shake off the snap issues, and getting Evan Mathis back is going to be an absolutely huge development for this offense. So the offensive line's getting better. We clearly have an elite receiver here in Jeremy Macklin. Zach Ertz, Riley Cooper, Josh Huff, Jordan Matthews, all of these players are making plays in the passing game. And I also think Mark Sanchez is going to help the running game because he's a good athlete, and I think you have to respect him on those zone read runs. I think Mark Sanchez, for the rest of the year, is a start-worthy fantasy quarterback, without a doubt. Go, go and pick him up off the waiver wire. I think Mark Sanchez, as we stand right now, is going to be the starting quarterback on a lot of fantasy championship teams. And for this week specifically, you like the matchup against Carolina? Oh, Carolina's defense is a mess right now, Bo. It's, it's just a defense that th seems like it's thinking too much. Guys are constantly out of position. They don't have a lot of talent on the back end. Their linebackers aren't playing as well as you would expect. I think this is a great matchup for Sanchez. If you pick him up, run out there and start him this week. I think he puts up numbers. All right. Well, I know you talked about this before, but because of guys like Sanchez, there is always value on the quarterback market for that reason. If you have big Ben Roethlisberger, who's got those crazy amount of touchdowns over the last two weeks, are you selling high on Big Ben? Yeah, and the reason is Mark Sanchez. And the reason is because you can go out and get a guy like Ryan Tannehill. You could have gotten him two weeks ago. He had a huge game this week. Ben Roethlisberger is a guy who was on waiver wires. He was probably dropped earlier in the year after he didn't throw a touchdown against Baltimore earlier in the season. If you can get value for a quarterback and you think you can replace that quarterback, say you picked up Ryan Tannehill or you bought low on Matthew Stafford, or you're going to get Mark Sanchez this week. If you can get a piece that's useful for another quarterback on your roster, I do it every time. Because if Ben Roethlisberger's on your bench putting up 40 points, it doesn't matter if it's on your bench. Just go trade for somebody who's going to be in your lineup every week. That's exactly what I would do. And I think Ben Roethlisberger is a prime trade high candidate. How about Lamar Miller, the running back in Miami? You mentioned Ryan Tannehill. Miller's been productive, but he got hurt this week. He's got a shoulder injury. We don't know exactly what his status is. Looks like he might be able to play this week, but how valuable do you expect him to be? Um, the problem is the matchup is really bad against the Detroit Lions. And Lamar Miller, the, the concern I have, number one, it's an AC joint sprain, which are really nagging. We've seen Jordan Cameron of the Cleveland Browns deal with one this year. Really not something you get over very easily. Jimmy Graham's another example of a guy who's had one. Also, Lamar Miller had shoulder problems in college, which really, really raises the red flag here. The problem for me is I don't view this as a situation I want to invest in 
if Lamar Miller is out. Daniel Thomas is not somebody I want to pick up. The, the, the Dolphins wanted to cut him. They only brought him back because they had injuries in their backfield. Damian Williams, the rookie, is talented, but he also got banged up this past week. I'd rather just sit and wait on it until Lamar Miller comes back because I don't want to mess with either of the guys who are going to be in that backfield, especially in this matchup. All right, Joe. Well, every week we have to go through those waiver wire pickups of the week. Who do you have for us? Uh, number one is Alfred Blue of the Houston Texans. Obviously, you saw Arian Foster go out with the groin injury, which potentially is related to his hamstring injury that's been bothering him all year. I think Alfred Blue's a guy after the Texans' Week 10 bye could potentially come in and get some volume for you if, if Arian Foster's groin injury keeps him out. And unfortunately, I've been banging this drum. Arian Foster's a guy who's just constantly injured, and I know that the Texans were running him into the ground, but you just always have to keep that kind of filed away in the back of your mind, and Alfred Blue could find himself really relevant. And there's two more guys who are also coming off injuries of their own who I think could be relevant down the stretch. Number one is Kyle Rudolph of the Minnesota Vikings. You saw Teddy Bridgewater finally start to target the tight end position of late. Actually, Chase Ford got his first touchdown this past weekend. Former Eagle great. Oh, major contributor when he was here, Bo. That's and right. Obviously, it, I think Kyle Rudolph is a talented guy who could come back and contribute to your fantasy team. It, tight end is a really rough position right now. There's really only one truly super reliable guy, and that's Rob Gronkowski. So you're kind of playing the waiver wire and playing matchups each and every week anyway. So why not take a shot on Kyle Rudolph? And if by the grace of somebody above, above, Ryan Matthews is still on the waiver wire, go pick him up right now. The San Diego Chargers offense and running game especially has stalled the last couple weeks. I think Ryan Matthews is going to have a monster role when he finally comes back from his knee injury. All right, well, Joe Dolan from FantasyGuru.com looking to take you to a fantasy championship. Follow him on Twitter at FG underscore Dolan. And remember, we'll see you next week right here on the Fantasy Spin. Thanks, Bo and Joe. Now, enough about Sanchez from a fantasy standpoint. How about the real Mark Sanchez? Yeah, the real Mark Sanchez preparing to start for the Eagles on Monday night, the Carolina Panthers in town. What's going through the mind of Sanchez on this Tuesday? We'll find out when we return to Eagles 360. Don't miss it. An exclusive sit-down with Mark Sanchez. is more than a heartbeat. It's more than what you see on a CAT scan or echocardiogram. And although we see some of the most rare and complicated heart conditions and continue to advance the frontiers of heart care every day, we never forget what we're really looking at. Thomas Jefferson University Hospitals. Dunkin' Donuts medium hot or iced coffee the day after an Eagles win with the Dunkin' Mobile app. Eagles win? You win! Go Eagles! America runs on Dunkin'. Dunkin' Donuts is helping more area youth get in the game through the Touchdowns for Kids program. For every Philadelphia Eagles touchdown, Dunkin' Donuts will donate $250 to Good Sports, bringing new equipment and resources to youth sports organizations in need throughout the greater Philadelphia region. 
Hi, everyone. Welcome inside the studio. Dave Spadaro with Eagles quarterback Mark Sanchez. We are ready to rock with Mark at the quarterback position. How's life changed since Sunday? Uh, it's been a little different. My phone's been kind of blown I up. Imagine. I need to change my service. Yeah, I'm sure. Or just throw this thing in the Schuylkill River. <laughs> well, how do you handle it, Mark? Because it is a different, from the, right. like, from the media standpoint and the attention standpoint, it's a lot different than the first eight weeks of the season. Right. Um, fortunately, you know, I've been through similar situations in New York, a large media market, obviously. So um, it's business as usual for me. A couple more interviews, but that's no big deal. Always love coming on with you guys. Thank you. But uh, we love having you. This is fun stuff. You yeah. Know, the other stuff is. It's, it, the, does does the second time around help you, kind of, get the media more or? You know, I felt like um, just these last couple of days that the most important thing to me was to not change because I, I didn't change my preparation, and that's why I was ready to play on Sunday. Plenty of mistakes and plenty of things to clean up. By no means am I saying it's perfect. But I knew what to expect. I was ready. I didn't get caught off guard. Same thing with this. Um, you know, I know what the talking points are. I know what coach's game plan going into the week is. And, you know, I echo those same things in all my interviews because that's what I truly believe. Yeah. I, I believe in the system. I believe in Coach Kelly. And, um, you know, we got a lot of work to do, but it's going to be fun. So I did this story. I talked to two quarterbacks who'd come into similar situations. Donovan McNabb goes down in 2002. A.J. Feely steps in. Donovan McNabb goes down in 2006. Jeff Garcia steps in. They both had success, and they both said that they felt the whole organization and the city really supported them. Do you feel like everybody wants Mark Sanchez and the Eagles to succeed? 100%. And it's, you know, you never want to see your fellow players go down, whether it was D'Amico or Nick. Those are two important players and um, pivotal players to our success. Well, once you find out what the injury is, you diagnose it, okay, what's our next step? It's next man up, mm -hmm. and that's how everybody feels, whether it's uh, Mulk getting in there for Kelsey, whether it's uh, Tobin playing for Harriman's or for uh, uh, Mathis. I mean, he's played all over the place. Gardner coming in. That's the way we feel, and as soon as those guys step up, the other players, the coaches, everybody in the building, they just embrace him, and naturally, the fan base does the same thing, so it, that's encouraging. It doesn't seem to work that way everywhere around the league, does it? You know, it's this is a special place, and um, I, I think uh, one of the coolest things is seeing how close all the buildings are, uh, the facilities are. You know, you got the Sixers and Flyers, the Phillies, and us, and we're all right here in a two-block radius, mm -hmm. and that's awesome. You know, in, in New York, everything's so spread out. You know, you don't see those guys as much, and it's a trek to get to a Brooklyn Nets game or right. to a New York Knicks game or a Yankees or Mets, you know, it, it, that's hard. And here, I mean, it's right down the street. You're here at this facility all day anyway. You walk over to the game and walk back, catch a couple innings, catch a couple periods of the hockey game, whatever. You're so that's a, cool. You're a Philly guy already. I guess so. Get, but this city's cool for you, but right? But you just get wrapped up in the city yeah. and you really enjoy it. How's the body feel? I mean, it, Sunday was the first time you'd really been hit in right, a while. Right, right. Um, got a couple massages. I'm feeling good. 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 I'll be ready to go. Um, and Coach has a great schedule for us, keeping us fresh. What do you think about this offense, Mark, and how it's going to translate for you? You know, we, we talked about it in the offseason, but um, it fits with my personality, with my style of play. I love the play-action stuff. I love being able to get out on the move. Uh, the drop-back stuff is perfect. It's a lot of stuff I've repped before, and um, I'm thankful for all those reps in the offseason, for all the reps that Coach gives uh, the backup guys when you're, you know, number two and three, you still get reps during the week. So 
um, you know, I'll just take advantage of those and really use this work week to uh, get my timing down with the wideouts and tight ends, backs, all that. And we'll be ready to go, but I'm excited about How it. How harsh were you and Coach Musgrave and whoever else you watched film with when you watched the game on Sunday? Um, Coach Musgrave's real good about whether it's the best play you've ever made or the worst play you've ever had about staying even keel and coaching you exactly, not telling you what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. And um, so we watched it uh, a little bit yesterday and a little bit today. But, um, you know, a couple footwork things, a couple timing issues. Um, but for the most part, not a bad game. We want to get away with, uh, do away with a couple of those turnovers and we'll be We'll be moving well. Well, I would say have a great game Monday, but that's not the way we think around here. Have a great rest of your day today. Right, Mark Sanchez, it. thanks for joining us in studio here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. SEPTA is the way to get to games. I love taking the subway down there because I feel like I'm, you know, with all fans. Everybody's got their gear on. People are chanting and cheering on the train before you even get to the station. There's a sense of camaraderie because Philly loves their sports teams. It's really fun. It's Philadelphia. At Lincoln Financial, we believe you're the boss of your life, the chief life officer. In charge of creating memories, planning futures, and keeping promises. Ask your financial advisor how Lincoln Financial can help you take charge of your future. Life, income, retirement, group benefits, and advice. Lincoln Financial, you're in charge. When I was a little kid, I thought riding SEPTA was just the coolest thing. I thought, I'm on this big piece of metal blazing down these tracks. There's people ringing bells above me. There's honking going on. There's trees flying by. It's fantastic. Xbox One is giving you the chance to play with a pro. Enter to win a brand new Xbox One console and play a game of Madden NFL 2015 against Eagles cornerback Brandon Boykin at the NovaCare Complex. Enter today at PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash Xbox. Sweepstakes are open to residents of Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Delaware. We welcome you back. It's Dave and Chris here, Eagles 360 on this Tuesday. We asked you earlier in the show about the midterm results. We asked you to vote earlier today. We got a lot of responses. And now Chris and I will weigh in on our midterm votes, and then we'll get to your results. All right, we'll start with the favorite win of the 2014 season to this point. For me, Black Sunday against the New York Giants. Sunday night football, the Giants came in red hot. The Eagles post their first shutout since 1996. It was 27-0, but it was thrilling up to the very end. And to top it off, boys and men gave a tremendous halftime performance. So Black Sunday for me, Dave. Yeah, not, a, not an easy one to top, but I'm going to go with the road game in Indianapolis. The Eagles going out to Indianapolis and beating a quality football team. We've seen how good Indianapolis has been since that game. The Eagles showing some 
some guts, some determination. Nick Foles leading this football team in the fourth quarter to a comeback win. Cody Parkey delivering in the clutch and the defense making the stop at the end of the game. So I'm going to go with the win over Indianapolis as my biggest win so far. Not too bad there. Now the most improved player on the Eagles roster, there have been so many contributors to the Eagles 6-2 start. I'm going to go with a former first round pick in linebacker Brandon Graham, second year in the scheme, looking so much more fluid, able to add to the pass rush that Bill Davis has been able to put out each and every week. A lot of people didn't think that he would be a huge factor for this defense, but he has been integral to the team's success so far. So I'm going with Brandon Graham as my most improved player. And he was my first choice as well, but in the spirit of being different it. here, I'm going to go with Fletcher Cox, former first round draft pick. He's gone from a good player and sometimes dominating player to somebody every week you can count on to make big plays, to be physical. The Eagles' success against the run largely unheralded and largely credited to the play of those up front, and that includes Fletcher Cox. So bravo for Cox. He has really been a force the first half of this year. Yes, he is. Number three, best offseason acquisition. All right, I could go the easy way out to say Malcolm Jenkins, Darren Sproles, Cody Parkey, all would be very good answers. I'm going to go bold with Mark Sanchez. Yes, the Eagles are 6-2 and two to this point, but it's not about being where they're at now. You want to get this team into the playoffs, and it's integral. It's vital to have that veteran quarterback presence. Chip Kelly said all along that he was going to need two quarterbacks. Nick folds it down. Sanchez steps in and delivered beautifully in the win over Houston, leading the team to 24 points. So to me, having Sanchez guide the offense forever long Foles' sideline is going to be crucial to the team's postseason run here. That's why I think Sanchez ends up being the biggest offseason acquisition. Well, the question wasn't ends up being it. Who is it now? Well, I think the fact that you have him now. And for that reason, I'm going to go with the easy way out. Malcolm <laughs> Jenkins has solidified the back end of this Eagles defense. Three interceptions, clutch play, outstanding leadership. Malcolm Jenkins, a tremendous, tremendous free agent signing for the Philadelphia Eagles. That's a good one there. Yeah, it's the easy way out. So best individual play of the season, all off season, we wanted to know how Darren Sproles was gonna fit into his offense. And on a fourth and one, as the Eagles were struggling against the Jacksonville Jaguars, Darren Sproles gets the ball and goes 49 yards up the middle of the defense for the touchdown. It was a great start to his 2014 season. It sent Lincoln Financial Field into a frenzy and sparked the comfort behind win. So right there, that season opened, the 49-yard touchdown on fourth down. I give it to Darren Sproles. It's the best play of 2014. Yeah, and you could probably give about five or six other Darren Sproles plays. He's really been terrific for the Eagles. I'm going to go in a different direction. And just from a signal standpoint, just from a confidence boost, just from a this is how Chip Kelly's going to play it angle. I'm going to go back to Sunday in Houston. Mark Sanchez comes into the game first play. It's not a screen pass. It's not a handoff. It's not a bootleg. It's nothing safe. It's we're going to throw it down the field into the heart of the Texans defense. And in this case, he completes a 52-yard pass to Jeremy Macklin. That's the way Chip Kelly plays. That's the way this Eagles team has responded to adversity aggressively with confidence, and that's my play of the year. Good call right there. Last but not least, midseason MVP. I'm going with Jerry Macklin, the former first-round pick who was named the Ed Block Courage Award among the league leaders in receiving yards. Touchdowns has back-to-back -back performances of 150 yards receiving. He's been the do-it-all receiver. If you need something in the short game, you need to go deep, as Dave just mentioned. Macklin has been clutch for this team all season long, especially coming off the ACL. So for me, Macklin is my midseason. MVP. My midseason MVP is on the other side of the ball. Linebacker Connor Barwin finally unleashed in the pass rush game. He's been terrific for the Eagles in every way. 
So Connor Barwin runs away with this one for me. He is the Eagles midseason MVP. So you've heard what Chris and I think. Now we want to hear what you have to think. We thank you so much for your responses to our questions of the day. Let's first start with the favorite win from the fans. Chris, what do you think? They all agree with you. Yes, I do. Black Sunday, 56% the vast majority. But, you know, you, you kind of swayed the vote there a little bit. Yeah, Second and player. by the way, thanks to that great fan out there or the great fans who said Redskins over Cowboys. We got a laugh out of that, and we all enjoyed that as much. Most improved player, wide receiver, Jeremy Macklin, 27% over Connor Barwin's 18%. Both players really had outstanding Pro Bowl caliber first halves of the year. Yes, and there's so many players who have contributed to the success who have stepped up their games from last season, so definitely could have gone in a number of directions there. Number three, the best offseason acquisition, Darren Sproles. Yeah. The vast and it's hard to argue with that. He makes no. big plays every time he's on the field. Yes, he does. Was missed very much so in that loss to Arizona, but bounced back in a big way. Got a couple key third down in that win in Houston. And how about the best play of the year? Darren Sproles again. The punt return for a touchdown against the San Francisco 49ers. The uh, big play there. Again, the Eagles special teams have been great the entire first half of the year. And Malcolm Jenkins INT against the Colts get a win. Votes. That's my That's only right. thing with that Sproles touchdown. Okay. If it wasn't a win. And the most valuable player, Chris? Jeremy Macklin. Jeremy Macklin. In hard to argue with that. On pace for 90 catches, 1,580 yards, and 16 touchdowns this year. So thank you so much for your responses. We will continue to do these kinds of things because the fans are so excited about this football team. How can you not be? Yeah. Six and two, first place. Yep. A lot of energy. And a lot to get to this week. We are back tomorrow. We've got press conferences at noon, Bill Davis and Pat Shermer, and then Eagles 360 at 5 o'clock. We thank you for joining us today. For Chris, I'm Dave. Have yourselves a great Eagles day.